obviously it wasn't right, because the first victim that rampaged the Marshall Deity Avenue was a healthy and strong burly man, so the theory didn't hold up. Just how were the soldiers infected with the human face disease different from the other soldiers? Shailen thought of many possibilities and tried testing his guesses. But no matter from which angle, there wasn't anything overly obvious that differentiated them from the others. Every infected victim, no matter their looks, their body type, their status, their temperament, everything was all over the place. Impossible to draw a conclusion on the defining criteria. Could it be that whoever got infected really was a matter of chance? Shielin mumbled to himself. Just what did those soldiers do in order to stop the spreading of the human face disease? In other words, just what did they do that was done more often than civilians? When he came to this thought, his eyes suddenly widened and his face paled. His voice stopped abruptly. Feng Xin asked, What's wrong, your highness? Have you thought of something? Shilin had indeed thought of something. He thought of a logical theory. But at the same time, it was a terrifying one. He stood up in a flash and blurted out, No way. No, no. It shouldn't be like this. It can't be. Feng Xin and Mu Qing immediately rose too. What is it? they asked. Xilin held his forehead and paced back and forth, raising his hand. Hold on. I have an absurd guess, he said. It shouldn't be true, but I need to test this out. What guess? Mu Qing asked. How will you test it? Do you need me to find you someone? Shilin immediately rejected the idea. No, we can't use a live person for testing. What if I'm wrong? It was more like he hoped that he was wrong. Even better if he was way off the mark. Mu Qing frowned. Your Highness, if you need to ascertain whether you're right or wrong, you'll need a live person for testing. That's the best way. Just standing here brooding won't do any good. Feng Xin also frowned. Can't you see that he's troubled? He said. Stop saying things that annoy people. Mu Qing turned to him. Weird. And what exactly did I say? Didn't I speak the truth? At this point, what's the use in being all indecisive and hesitant? Feng Xin was disgusted. Do you have to judge everything based on how useful something is? We're talking about a live person here. Not even a bit of hesitation. Aren't you a little too collected? You actually want to say cold-blooded, right? Mu Qing countered. Shilin didn't have the patience to ease up the fight between the two like he usually did and said, The two of you can start arguing over a single word. What a disgrace. Stand here for an incense time. No one's allowed to move within that time. Same old rules. Hearing the words, same old rules, both Feng Xin and Mu Qing's faces changed color. Xilin waved. Heaven officials' blessings. Start. A moment later, Feng Xin said, gritting his teeth. Blessings shine from up high. Mu Qing gritted his teeth too and said, High imitation, no thought. Feng Xin was in trouble. Thought, thought, he mumbled. He was deep in strenuous thought, trying to think of a way to continue.
and Shelian turned to enter the Buyo forest to find those three infected soldiers for questioning. By same old rules, it was an idea Shelian had come up with to distract the other two. Fengxin and Mu Ching would snipe at each other at every chance, starting disputes from nothing. At first, Shailin would make them stand in silence for an incense time, without speaking to one another until they calmed down, but it wasn't very effective. Afterward, Shailin had decided to change it to idiom trains. Once there was an established winner and loser, they'd have no time to worry about their original conflict and would instead do their best to crush the other in training idioms. After discovering this effective method, Shilin felt the world became more peaceful and was quite satisfied. Forcing them to train idioms now was also something of a way to have everyone ease up a little. Yet, this ease didn't last for long. After an incense time, Shilin returned. His face was grim, and he instructed, Bring me all the soldiers who lived in the same quarters as those infected soldiers. I need to question them. Those two were already stumped and seized their own proper little victories, so when they didn't need to train idioms any more, they both sighed in relief. That's fine too, Mu Ching said, but using such a roundabout way to find proof, it might not guarantee the accuracy of your findings. Feng Xin had already turned to heed Shilin's orders. Shilin called him back. Wait, it's already deep into the night. Questioning them now would cause too much of a stir, and we can't call forth too many at a time either. It'd be too conspicuous. The things I want to ask must not be known or leaked. If you go now, we won't be able to hide anything. Feng Xin turned his head. Then what should I do? Bring them over to you, one by one, to have you interrogate them privately? There's no other way, Shailian said. Tomorrow, bring the soldiers who are close to the victims to me, one by one, to my chambers, and don't let them know that others have been questioned. Remember to order them not to tell anyone, otherwise. He breathed in deeply and sighed. Never mind, just threaten them. Say, if word got out, they shall be executed without mercy. The more savage, the better. Questioning them one by one, how long? Would that even take? Muching commented. It doesn't matter how long it takes, Shilian said. The more I ask, the more I can be sure. I absolutely need to get to the bottom of this. And there mustn't be any mistake. Thus, the next day, Shilian sat in the chamber that had been temporarily assigned to him atop the tower and personally interrogated over 300 soldiers. As for the questions he posed, all three hundred of them gave the same answers. After questioning each one, Shailin's face would grow a shade darker. After it was done, when Feng Xin and Mu Ching entered the room, they saw Shailin sitting by the table, a hand holding up his forehead, unspeaking. It was a while before he slowly spoke up. You two stay and guard the city gates, he said. I'm going to make a trip to Mount Taesung. Feng Xin hesitantly asked, Your Highness, did you find out something from all the questioning? Is it a curse, or... He trailed off. Shilin nodded 
It's come to light. It's a curse. Mi Ching was solemn. For real? Without a doubt, Shailen said. And I also found out just what type of person gets infected and what type doesn't. Even if those were the words spoken, on his face there was not a trace of joy from solving the mystery. And so Feng Xin and Mu Ching felt that things might not be that simple. However, if Shailen didn't take the initiative to tell them, then as his subordinates, it wasn't their place to ask, and so their hearts sank silently. At Mount Tesang, the Royal Holy Pavilion, the highest peak, the Great Marshal Hall, the Gorsha was paying his respects within the clouds of incense smoke. Shailen crossed the threshold of the hall and immediately went straight to the point. Gorsha, I need to see the Heavenly Emperor. Gosha finished paying his respects and turned his head. Your Highness, he said, the gates of the heavenly realm no longer open to you. I know, Shilin said, but right now I've ascertained that the kingdom of Shenla is currently under the attack of a malicious wave of curses that have never been seen before. This isn't a natural disaster. It's the working of inhuman creatures. Please give me a hand and request the heavenly emperor to descend and possess your spirit so that I can report this information to him directly. Maybe he'd know what the source of all of this was and perhaps find a turning point. Ever since he'd returned to the mortal realm, he had reported to the great martial hall thrice. Yet the first two times weren't sincere and were only done out of habitual courtesy. This time, he really wanted to seek help. Gosha sat down on a chair and said, It's not that I don't want to help you, Your Highness, but there's no longer a need for it. Even if I give you a hand now, and the Heavenly Emperor descends and possesses my body, the answer you will receive from him will only disappoint you. Shailen's face dropped slightly. Do you know something? he asked. Do you know just what that mask-wearing, white-clothed being is? Your Highness, do you still remember what I told you? Gosha said. That in this world, fortune, good or bad, is predetermined. Shailen was startled and didn't speak. The Gosha continued. Originally, many of those from young An were destined to die. But you transferred water, created rain, and gave them a breath of relief. Yet, you cannot save them completely from the drought. You cannot settle their future. So now, they are in the Yang'an army upon Bezer Hill, fighting for their futures. Originally, the royal capital was destined to be in a state of decline, but then you personally descended and used your own powers to turn things around, and gave the royal capital a breath of relief. Yet you didn't steal your heart to annihilate the Yang'an rebel army and root them out. Instead, you allowed them to survive until now. Like cockroaches, they only get stronger with each battle. Gosha asked him in wonder, Your Highness, may I ask what you're doing? Are you perhaps waiting for both sides to realize their mistakes? To repent and renew? To reunite as one country once more? An odd sense of shame budded within Shelian's heart. Yet, it soon turned into confusion as he thought to himself. That's strange. Whether I saved or protected people, it was all because they were innocent 
and didn't deserve to die. Everything I've done was done after serious consideration, and every choice was made after much struggle. Yet why does it sound so laughable, coming from the mouth of another? Why does it sound like I've achieved nothing, that everything is such a, such a failure? That word appeared in his mind, and he immediately locked it out. Kosha added, You used your divinity to interfere in mortal matters. The predetermined fate of the kingdom of Shenna has been turned completely upside down by you. A complete and utter mess. For the sake of balance, nature will breed other things to bring everything you've derailed back on track. I don't know what that creature was, but I am certain it was born because of you. Shelian's form faltered. The Gosha added, I'm also certain that, should the Heavenly Martial Emperor see you, he will also tell you the same thing, because this was the reason why he didn't want you to descend in the first place. But I feel that even if he told you then, you would have more than likely come down anyway. Young people are like this, unheeding of advice. They won't believe they can't walk until they've fallen. Shelian was in disbelief. So you mean to say that the cause of this human face disease was me? So by that so-called logic of predetermined fate, everything that uncrying, unlaughing creature does is my fault? So the heavenly court wouldn't even bother with this whole thing? You can think of it that way, Gosha said, but that's not altogether correct, either. After all, if you must read fortune all the way, you can also blame your father and your mother, because if they didn't give birth to you, then you wouldn't have ascended. And thus, you wouldn't have descended. Reading like this, you can also blame your entire Shenle ancestry. So discussing who is at fault for the cause is meaningless. As for your last question, that's right, they won't, because the kingdom of Shenla was destined to fall. Since you've extended your hand and messed up this game of chess, then there will for sure be another hand that returns all the messed up pieces back to their place. Shilin took a deep breath, not wanting to discuss whether the kingdom of Shenla was destined to fall. He closed his eyes for a minute, then said, Then answer me, Gosha. If I disappear now, will that creature also disappear? I'm afraid not, Gosha replied. Easy come, hard to leave. That's the same for gods, and ghosts and demons are no different. Shira knew that any more talk would be pointless. The only one who could keep fighting was himself. He bowed to Gosha, bidding farewell, and prepared to leave. Behind him, the Gosha called, Your Highness, how do you plan on walking your path from now on? Shelin had his head down. If nothing changes, even if I disappear, then I will fight it to the end. This is my only path. After a pause, he raised his head high and enunciated every word. I don't care if there's another hand, but the people I protect will never become its pawns. Half a month later, Lang Ying led the Yong'an army and attacked once again. After months of countless battles, big and small, the Yong'an troops could now finally be called an army. They were no longer those forlorn refugees, but a proper army with considerable strength. It was like Lang Ying 
had evaporated from the mortal realm for a long time. This time, when Sherlin saw the man again on the battlefield, having waited for so long, he didn't waste his breath. He dashed straight past the troops, facing him, and struck with his sword, shouting, Where's that white-clothed man? Lang Ying blocked his sword and didn't answer. Fighting back with vigor, Shilin pressed onto him with each step. You know who I'm talking about, he yelled. My patience is limited. Unexpectedly, Lang Ying stared at him and asked, Your Highness, didn't you say that Yong An would continue to reign? Shilin hadn't expected for him to ask that question. Startled, words got stuck in his throat. I... He stopped. He did indeed promise Lang Ying that Yong An would reign. However, in the past few days, the number of people within the royal capital infected with the human face disease had been increasing exponentially, and they were reaching almost 500 at this point. Those 500 victims couldn't all be settled in the Buyo forest, and that quarantine camp was running out of space. The government officials were debating over moving to a further, bigger place. Most of Shelian's powers had been used to relieve the symptoms of those 500 people, and he had none left to create rain in Yong'an. Since he couldn't make use of the Rainmaster hat, he felt bad keeping someone else's spiritual device in hand. So with no other way, he sent Feng Xin to the kingdom of Yushu to return the Rainmaster hat to the rainmaster, and give thanks. Shilin struck Lang Ying again, yelling angrily, I created that rain. Don't you have any clue why it stopped? The angrier he became, the more calm Lang Ying was. That has nothing to do with me. I only know that, even without the human face disease, your powers won't last for long. Just like how even with your rain, not many will survive in Yong An. It's all pointless. Your Highness, why do you think you can achieve anything that you want to do? Rather than putting my fate in your hands, I choose to put it in my own. Something from that speech provoked Shillian, and the intent to kill flared within him. His blade turned slightly and his left hand raised. A voice screamed inside his head. Kill this man and the remnant Yongan army will be nothing to be afraid of. Since the first time they met, this was the very first time Shilin had steeled his heart to kill Lang Ying. However, unexpectedly, when he sent a blow from his palm and blasted Lang Ying's heart, he spewed blood from the blow, but the blast did not penetrate his heart. Instead, it was repelled. Astonished, Shilin couldn't believe it and backed away a few steps. You, he shouted. Shilin knew very well what it was that repelled his attack. Those who were destined for greatness in the mortal realm, like kings, geniuses, and vigilantes, whenever they come to a dire situation, their bodies would naturally radiate a protective aura, shielding them against harm. Most of them had the potential for ascension. Lang Ying was no more than a boor, yet he radiated that very protective spiritual aura, and it was even one that was exceedingly rare, the aura of a king. Shilin didn't dare to think what it meant, and suddenly felt his heart go cold. It was Lang Ying's sword that thrusted and impaled his chest. 
In that battle, there was no victory or defeat on either side. There were still many who perished from Yongan's side, but this time, Shenle's side wasn't any better. If it was anyone else, they could say that it was a hard-won battle, but to Shenle, this was definitely defeat. This was the first time he was at a disadvantage. Moreover, although Lang Ying was still no match for Shilin and retreated with injuries in the end, many saw the scene where Lang Ying had stabbed him. Shilin could probably guess that there were many soldiers talking behind his back. His Highness is a martial god, so how could he be stabbed? Aren't we the army of God? How come we didn't achieve an overwhelming victory like before? However, Shilin had absolutely no time for such noise because Mu Ching informed him that today another hundred or so human-faced disease patients had been sent to the Buyo forest. One short day and there were over a hundred. Now the first group of human-faced disease victims had worsened severely. Not a single spot in their bodies could be seen. They had to be covered in thick covers lest they scare people. However, even through the covers, those bumps could still be seen on the body's contours. Shilin walked around to alleviate the symptoms, and when he finally finished around, Feng Xin pulled him aside and asked in a low voice, Your Highness, what happened on the battlefield today? How could you get stabbed by that boar? You also struck him so many times. Why didn't you just kill him? Shilin didn't want to tell him that there was now a layer of a king's aura on Lang Ying that not even heavenly officials could touch and could only grimace. It wasn't that he didn't want to kill him, it was that he could no longer kill him. All the spiritual powers in his attacks were dissolved by that king's aura and nothing worked against Lang Ying. When he realized this, he instantly changed to fist fighting. But Lang Ying was thick-skinned and could withstand quite the beating. Just then, a distance away, there was suddenly a loud wail. Your Highness, save me! Shilian was just accepting a bowl of water that Feng Xin had passed him, and the wail came just as he was taking his first sip. Shilian choked and didn't have any time to stop before the man rushed over. The one who had wailed was that young man who gave him that umbrella, and because Shilian was extra warm toward him, his screaming for help was also extra frequent. At first, the part of this man that grew a face was his knee. Shilin had cast his power to stop the disease from spreading, and so only his left leg had the face and nowhere else. Right then, he was kicking the leg madly, going hysterical. Shilin held him down and comforted. Don't move, I'm here. That young man was frightened to the core and grabbed onto him. Your Highness! Your Highness, save me. I felt an itch on my leg just now, like some weed was scratching me. But when I looked down, I saw those things. Their mouths were opening and closing. Moving. They're moving. They're eating grass. They're alive. The hair on Shilin's back raised instantly. He looked down, and sure enough, on that young man's left leg, there were over ten faces tightly pressed together. Many of their mouths were stuffed with grass. Some were even chewing like they were starving. Many of the patients started screaming. The crowd blew up in an uproar, and Feng Xin and the soldiers had to use force to subjugate them 
to prevent a riot. Shailen used a hand to hold that young man down and turned to another beside him to ask, can this leg still work? All the nursing staff at the Puyo Forest had to be in full gear and were dressed in bandages and capes, wrapping themselves tight, their faces unrecognizable. One of the workers on the side answered. His voice sounded like a boy's. No, your highness, his leg is already forfeit. We don't know what else is festering. The leg is heavy like a block of lead, and we could hardly move it. The infection is also climbing. Soon, it'll grow beyond the leg and reach his waist. Shilin had done his utmost to use his powers for healing. Yet, that young man's leg could be said to be beyond saving, having lost almost all normal functions. Just then, one of the doctors whispered, Your Highness, in my opinion, the only thing we haven't tried is cutting off the part with the faces and see if that'll slow down the festo. The only way Shirlian could think of was also this. Then cut it off, he said. That young man immediately cried. No, he was terrified of having his limbs cut off. But at the same time, he didn't dare to hug his deformed leg and cried in pain. My leg is not forfeit. Maybe it'll get better. Your Highness, don't, don't you have any other way to save me? Shailen didn't want to answer with, I'll do my best, or I'll try, anymore. His sight was going dark, and he replied, Sorry, I don't. That His Highness the Crown Prince would say such a thing, it was the first time shocking everyone present. There were some who lost it right then and there, and screamed, No, you're His Highness, you're a god. How do you have no way? We've been waiting for you to come up with something for days. How can you have nothing? The one who spoke was immediately held down by someone, yet it wasn't Feng Xin or Mu Qing. Mu Qing was silent and frowning, seeming to have thought Shilian's answer was too blunt and couldn't comfort the masses. Feng Xin, on the other hand, was further away, yelling at the particularly rowdy patient. Shilin was battered and exhausted. His sword never sheathed and hung on his waist. When the blade came close to that leg, one of the faces felt the chill of the blade's aura and suddenly stopped chewing. It opened its mouth and let out a shrill scream. That thing actually screamed. Although the sound was soft, it most definitely came from the leg. The young man screamed, almost fainting from fright, and he clung onto Shilin, crying. Your Highness, save me, save me. At the same time, on his waist, close to his thigh, three shallow sores appeared. The doctor shouted in alarm. Your Highness, it's spreading. The infection is spreading out of the leg. No matter how much spiritual power was spent, Shilin still could not control the young man's condition in the end. Seeing that those horrifying things were about to spread, over his entire body. Once that happened, there would be no going back. Could they really do nothing but sit back and watch? Shailen gritted his teeth. Let me ask you one thing. Do you or do you not want this leg? I can't guarantee what would happen once it's gone. If you don't want it, just nod and we'll operate immediately. If you want it, then don't nod and we'll figure it out. That young man was breathing heavily his eyes blank from terror, his mind lost, 
It was like he was nodding, but also shaking his head. Those faces on his left leg started screaming one by one, as if welcoming their new companions. In between all the screamings, the delight on their faces was apparent, and their little red tongues were quivering. It was hard to imagine just what the insides of that young man's left leg looked like, just what it harbored. This couldn't be delayed any further. Sheelan instructed the doctor, cut it off. That doctor, however, waved his hand rapidly. Your Highness, forgive me. I'm not very sure either, and I don't dare operate in a place like this. If cutting doesn't do anything, then we shouldn't take the risk. He cursed himself for speaking up. The nail that struck out got hammered down. What was he doing, fighting for such a terrifying job? He escaped back to the crowd and stopped talking. That young man was mumbling repeatedly, Your Highness, save me. Your Highness, save me. Yet Shirian's mind was completely blank. A voice full of hopelessness also came rumbling from inside him. Who can come and save me? It was noisy and rowdy all around, screaming and crying everywhere. Those twisted little human faces, squished below, were also wailing, and in that moment, Shillian thought he saw hell. It was like he was peering at this hell, but at the same time, unseeing. And with cold sweat rolling, he widened his eyes, raised his arm, and the sword slashed down, blood splattering.